why did you feel the need to bring back the Canadian weather from Canada? You know, I figured if I was going to be miserable, I needed to make the rest of the state miserable as well. So, um, yeah, you're welcome, Texas. Enjoy. Enjoy what my Canadian friends deal with for eight months out of the year. Actually, this weather, people in Canada might be wearing shorts. There's probably uh, some Canadian guy wearing shorts right now. Just goes to prove that you can't trust Canadians. Tap and Step, your premium Texas high school football podcast from Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. I am the Tep, Greg Tepper. And I am the Step, Matt Step. Back from the Great White North. Oh, yes. We are recording this a little bit later. Normally we record this on Monday afternoon. It is currently Wednesday morning, but uh, we were... Uh, it, it, there's You're a lot. gracious enough to work with my schedule. Yeah, Greg. but there's a lot going on. I mean, I look, first round of the playoffs, there's a lot going on. As you can see at TexasFootball.com slash playoffs. Oh, bookmark it, go there. Love we spent it. the whole weekend working, and there's a lot. That, and that's only to get kind of the, the basics done of this of this stuff because it's, it's a huge data dump. Now that the Texas high school football playoffs are here, there's just a lot of data to kind of sort through. We've got, uh, and on the 11-man ranks, we've got 94 games tomorrow. 94 winner go home games Thursday tomorrow. Thursday games. A lot. That's a, How awesome is that? It's gonna be fun. It's the best time of year, the oh, most wonderful is. time of year. Thank you for being a Dave Campbell's Texas football insider. We love you very, very much. Uh, but for now, this is our look. I'm gonna be honest. If you want, we can talk about Week 11. I also kind of feel like people don't care. No, I. You know, uh, here's the thing. Other than um, the quote-unquote shenanigans that went on in Temple Friday night, that's about the only thing you can really talk it's about. It's really the only, I mean, there, that's there, the only major, huge, major storyline that, that. Yeah. and granted, I went to Canada like early Saturday morning, but I, I, other than Temple, that was that was the biggest thing during my game Friday night. I kept refreshing the Temple Coppers Cove score. Yeah, that's, that's like the, the only thing, because like a lot of it was set. There were still a lot of things going on, but, you know, for example, I thought, um, uh, I thought Denton Geyer losing in their their finale. Oh yeah, is... Thursday night. My I got a call from. Saw so I was the Thursday. I was at the Arlington. We talked about it Friday on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was at with Ish at the Arlington Arlington Lamar game. My daughter who attends Fossil Ridge was quite happy with that result. She called me pretty fired up. Uh, that was a little. That was a bit interesting as well. And, and you know we talked about it on Friday. You know we were both impressed with Arlington High as well. Yeah, it's it just it's it's kind of weird because. I feel like week 11, there's so much buildup. It's so much buildup. It's so much buildup. And then as soon as the brackets come out, nobody cares. No, every, people like, love brackets. It's a whole new, it's a whole new season. Yeah, it, the season yeah. is yeah, – every, che- everybody's 0-0. It's a cliche, but everybody's 0-0. Dude, you want to check our traffic? Yeah, everybody loves brackets. Our, oh, my <laughs> gosh. Texas football. You guys are paying for my, for my unborn child. I appreciate it. Um, uh, Sub-zero. Yeah. Yes. So let's get into uh, the preview. But before we start, we start as we always do with our Texas high school football Ooh, fun fact love it. of the week. So, we this is also as much of it, as much as it is playoff season, it is also S Z N. It is also complaining about too many teams making the playoff season oh, as well. God. Um I we we have no time for that here. We have all uh, We the, have the very controversial stance of more football is better than less football. Correct. So. And and look, I'm going to be honest, we were talking about it before before we went on. As a result of so many teams getting into the playoffs, the, the first round of the playoffs, you gotta you gotta you gotta kind of dig through it, right? Yeah, there, there's gonna be a let, let's let's go ahead and for those of you uninitiated, there will be a lot of blowouts. There'll be a weekend. fair amount of blowouts, and it's just. But you know what? The that's okay because the good teams are gonna rise to the occasion, and but there's gonna be that one Hondo. Yeah. Two and eight team that, that that sneaks up and beats a ten and one or I don't nine think, and one. I, I don't even recognize Hondo this year because they're they are like what six and four or something. Yeah, what what what, what are I we mean, doing? I have no idea what. To, I think I even picked against them because of it. I'm like, nah, you've nah, won nah, too nah, many nah. games. Yeah, you've won too many games. You're yeah. untrustworthy. Anyway, my point is, I want to look at. I'm looking at our TexasFootball.com computer rankings. Okay. And um, for all the talk about how many too, too many teams make the playoffs, 
there are still, I would say, some good teams left out of the playoffs. Absolutely. There's always So, Matt Stapp, according to the computer rankings, who is the highest-rated team that did not make the playoffs? So basically, the way that the computer rankings work, I'll, I'll explain to the people, is that every team is associated is is, is given a rating from uh, from six A all the way down to six man. There it, it is kind of judged by class, but it depends on how dominant you are. Like for example, uh, the number one team in our computer rankings is Galena Park North Shore. They are the the number one team in six A, and we would say that they would beat every team in the state. That's what the computer says. But it's not entirely based on that. For example, uh, Waco La Vega is number sixteen. Ahead of a lot of teams, uh, you have uh, uh, Newton uh, was in there somewhere. They're in the top, you know, they're number ninety-five. Like there, we have Newton ranked ahead of Cedar Park, for example. Huh. You know, we would say that right now we would take Newton over Cedar Park. That obviously is a little bit different, but that's the way the, the computer rankings work. That you are giving a rating. So, who is the highest-rated team that got left out of the playoffs? And I'll give you, I'll give you a hint. The record's not going to wow you. Okay. So as a result, it's going to be a lot of based on the schedule that they walked. Putting you on the spot, I know. Uh, let me go with Byron Nelson. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah, I was thinking about that. You nailed it. Yeah, I was thinking about Byron Nelson because I know the record's only three and seven, but they were. I remember the computer because I. You doing my playoff projections? I remember seeing a lot of uh, Byron mm-hmm. picking Byron. Cause I, I used the projection, the computer rankings to help me with my projections. I remember mm-hmm. the computer liking Byron Nelson a lot. Byron Nelson is, according to the computer, the best team that was left out of the playoffs, coming out of District Five Six A. And I think that it's easy to see once you dive into their schedule as to why. Yeah, uh, like for, what, what, they were one. I remember in Week Eleven going in, they were like one seventy. They were. Uh, this is a team that not only is it a, I, I think, a good district, a, a better district than we thought, right? Um, with South Lake Carroll, um, Keller, I think, has been a really nice Keller's surprise. Been a surprise. Fossil Ridge has been a nice surprise. Um, Guy is a disappointment, but they're still they have a, they're still solid. I mean, they're still exactly. And beyond eaten. that, beyond that, they didn't get blown out. Like when they lost, they lost to Keller Fossil Ridge by five. They lost to Keller Central by four. Uh, they lost to Keller by two, which is actually uh, like talk about like a good loss. Yeah. It's a really good loss. But the the real what really bumps them up in the rankings is their non district. Do you remember who they played in non district? Uh, they opened at Arlington Lamar. Lamar, yeah. They then went to or they then they hosted Arlington. Yeah. Who who in a combined nineteen and one this year? Oh wait, then they rounded out non district play at the Colony. Huh. A combined two losses between those three non district yeah, teams. Brutal. That's a brutal non-district. So, uh, if you are interested, uh, the other teams that were kind of in that range of uh, best teams to get uh, lost out of the playoffs. All right. Um, let me see. Any smaller schools? Do, 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 do. Conroe Oak Ridge, it's a 6A. Yeah. Mansfield, they never give a... Uh, the highest rate of 5A team is Friendswood. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, Plano's up there. Mansfield Summit's up there. Magnolia as, as well. Uh, New Braunfels. <laughs> Um, let's see, Cy Ridge is in that mix. We're, we're talking like top 200. Yeah. Uh, Eaton, mm-hmm. Eaton's in that same way. Uh, a team that, that got left out that, um, that was really good. Marcus is up there as well. Um, Denison, Denison's a good team that got left out of the playoffs. Yeah. So, there you go. There is your Texas High School oh, football right. fun fact of the week. You nailed it. You crushed it. All right, so let's move on. We're going to go to our week. I mean, no, it's our by-district preview. Call it the by district. By district preview. It's playoff time. I was going to say week twelve because I put up the computer rankings. Yeah, and it's like yeah, but we're going to call I it like by our by district. Yeah. Play, uh, re, uh. By the way, let's get this out of the way. Here is the order of operations in the playoffs. It goes by district, area, regional semifinals, regional final, state semifinal, state championship. We don't use the word quarterfinal. Uh, if you want to use that colloquially, that's fine. But that's the way that we operate around here. Yeah. But it's the official UIL terminology yes. as well, right? That's that, that is the official UIL. Because to me, whenever you use quarterfinal, I think you are undervaluing the idea of winning the region. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like if you're a regional champion, that's a huge deal. Yeah. That's a huge deal. And so that's why it's like, oh, they're the region one champion. 
I think that has some weight. Yeah. So that's we'll, we will throw around quarterfinal just in every once in a while, but, but colloquially. But that's kind yeah. of uh, that's kind of the way that uh, that we will do things around here. Six so. weeks to glory. Six weeks to glory, my man. Although six man Except people, six man. but they're still six weeks away. Yeah, it's six weeks from today. Yeah. Six weeks from today. By the way, so it's November fourteenth. Six weeks from right now, we yeah, will be at AT and T Yes, full from Bob. Six weeks from so. right now is ten thirty four. Six weeks from right now will be twenty six minutes from kick of the UIL state championship game. Six the first one at eleven a.m. The first eleven a.m. Eleven two and seven on that first day. Okay, so let's get into our. Our draft, uh, we're going to keep things the same the first couple of weeks of, of, the, uh, of Tep and Step, where we're going to continue to do our draft, uh, the games that we are most interested in seeing. If you're unfamiliar, these are the games that, uh, once they're picked, they're off the board, uh, and it's no longer available. So, uh, a lot of good games across the state. Um, inevitably, because I think because of the way that it's structured, you're going to have more better, you're going to have better games in 6A and 5A in the first round. Yes, did you uh, see my note last night on, on Twitter about Region 3, Division 1? No. Of the 16 teams in that region, mm-hmm. eight, one, all, all eight district champions from Region 3 are in 6A Division 1. Oh, my God, I didn't realize that. There's four second-place teams. So 12 of the 16 teams in that region either oh finished God. first or second in their district. Oh, and by the way, one of the third-place teams is just an 8-2 and two defending state champion, Cyfair. So that's 13 <laughs> of the 16 teams. That region, I, I, there are some great regions in the small school ranks. There's, there's no region. 6A Division One, Region 3 is the toughest region in the state in any division, any classification, by far. Undoubtedly. That's that unbelie- is- I saw that, and I was floored that all eight, all eight district champions are in Division One. It's a little, little, we more, knew little fun it was, fact. We knew it was going to be tough. Uh, this is it's, it's insane. So let's get to our draft. Uh, you won the coin flip, so you get to go first. Well, um, I'm going to stay very on brand here. Yeah, I, I was going to say I have a feeling I know where you're going to go, but uh, I didn't want. I don't want to. I don't want well, uh, to. We both. I think. I think either one of us would have picked this game number I, one. I'll tell you what it is. And, yeah. and so, uh, we. I just lucked out with winning the coin flip. But uh, it's Paraland hosting Dickinson on Friday night at the Rig, ten and zero Paraland, nine and one Dickinson. I mean this 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 game, Greg, is one of those that. You would see this game in a, in a, in a regional final for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely, yeah. Um, and think uh, about the reason Dickinson's here. Yeah, because Dickinson, if Dickinson doesn't blow a twenty-eight to nothing lead in the fourth quarter against Clear Springs uh, in Week Nine, mm-hmm. Dickinson's on the other side of the bracket here, and Dickinson probably is winning. Is probably advancing all the way to the regional final because that that bottom the, the region three is top heavy. The top side of the bracket is, I've been using this oh. phrase a lot, it's the dirty side of the bracket. Oh, yeah. It's, it's unbelievably tough. And it, and it starts right now because Dickinson, because they blew a 28-point fourth-quarter lead against Clear Springs, is now having to go to 10-0 Paraland and try to beat the Oilers. And let me tell you, this is a really, really good Paraland team. Um, they were already good going into the year, and then you, you add in, I think Ricky Tullis, the hire, his hire, his personality and the way he plays – Fits Pearland's style to a T. It was a match made in heaven. He's got that big and physical offensive line. He's got a grinded out running game with multiple running backs they can throw at you, led by Jalen Benefield. Then you add in the quarterback who moved in from Oklahoma, and we'll admit not a lot of great things come from Oklahoma. Max Thompson will be the first to admit that. <laughs> but uh, I think Pearland would agree that uh, J.D. Head has been a revelation for the Oilers, and he's given them that balance. And, and that deep passing game, that where if teams if that safety creeps into the box, Pearland can absolutely murder you yeah. uh, downfield with the, with the big play passing game. But Dickinson is not going to go quietly. No, this is I've seen Dickinson. This is a great team. Mike Welch, up until that Clear Springs game, the quarterback, junior quarterback Mike Welch, had not thrown an interception all year, and then he threw like I think three in the fourth quarter, and then I, I don't think he's thrown one since. He's, and he can run, too. He's a great dual threat. He's a leader. He's a coach's kid. He, he's, he's, he's kind of that Haynes King mold where, you know, they always say these things about coaches' kids who are quarterbacks, that they're, um, they're really smart, they're heady, they make the right plays. But then with Haynes King and Mike Welch, they're super, super gifted athletically as well. So they're, it's, it's a deadly combination. This is also, I mean, it, there's so much that's unfortunate for Dickinson in this first-round draw. Most notably, they got to go to the rig. And yeah. It's going to be a big crowd. It's going to be a, a lot of maroon and black there. 
67 and 8 since 2004. Pearland is at the rig. And Pearland, they, 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 Pearland and Dickinson have some playoff history. They played in 2014, 2015. Dickinson won both games. Yeah. I was at the 2015 game uh, in the area playoffs when Dickinson won in triple overtime at NRG Stadium. Mm-hmm. So. Um, this is a, this is a little bit of a I won't say it's a rivalry, but these two they know each other well. These these two programs are very familiar with well, each other. Well, you tweeted about this, but um, if they whoever wins this game, almost <laughs> certainly, with all due respect to our friends at Pasadena, Toby, yeah, sorry, almost certainly Andy. getting North Shore. Yeah, if they get past that, I mean, it's all probably Katie. Yeah, that's an unbelievable. Let's 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 just say I, I'm I'm I mean I'll I'll reveal, reveal my pick I'm it's in the preview but I'm, I'm picking Paraland to win this game I did too Paraland wins this game oh hey huh, you get North Shore and then you beat North Shore oh hey here's Katie it's and like, then and then by the way then you're in a regional final where you're seeing Cypher or Ridgepoint or Atascacita or, or Clear Springs. Yeah. Which is the probably of the three? That's probably the the quote unquote easiest game. And then if you win that, oh hey, by the way, you get late Travis or Judson. Yeah, and then probably Allen. Yeah, Hypo- <laughs> hypothetically, let's, let's just live in a in a hypothetical yeah. world here. Let's say Paralyan ran that gauntlet. Greatest playoff. I think that's run the greatest ever. run of all time. I mean, the the combined records of those teams would would just be through the roof. So it's out of control. Yep. So that's so, an excellent pick. What, I think it's, I think it's that's the, the game picks. to go to in the I Houston area I, this week. I think it's the game to go to in the state this year. Oh, this week, I think it's great. So that's a good pick. I am going to matriculate to the five A Division one bracket. I am going to take. Uh, I think there are two defending state champs who are in serious peril this week, and one of them is this one. College Station traveling to Mesquite to take on Mesquite Poteet. Oh, yeah. Uh, this game is at Hamby. Is that right? Uh, no, it's at Memorial. Memorial. Friday night at Memorial. Yeah. Um, I think I'm going to be at Memorial on Thursday night. Uh, we'll for talk Van about Nath. that in a little while. Um, so, this is a game, and not to reveal everything that's in my picks video, but I think this game is decided a lot by the pace it's played at. Poteet, in a weird way... Their defense is, is mostly good, but I think they want to get out and run. I think they want to get this thing into a shootout. Oh, yeah. Um, Seth McGowan, their running back. Their quarterback, Daniel Dale. Cam Lampkin, their receiver. They want to, they want to, turn, this, they want to turn this into a firefight. And um, while College Station, as good as they have been offensively, I think that the biggest thing for them is they are a defense-first team. And they want. They probably don't have. They don't have that guy like Marquez Perez last year, who can take over a game and give you the forty points game. If the game gets in the forties, that's not a game they're built to win. No, College Station is much more um, defense first this year. Yes, you, just looking at their their resume and kind of talking to folks down there in that part of the state. Definitely, they're an offense. Their their offense is going to get you twenty one, twenty eight. Good day, they might get you thirty five on yeah. a good day. But they, you know, last year they had a flamethrower with Perez that could they, could they could go punch for punch with a lot of people. They can't do that here. No. And and the other thing that makes this big time danger zone, I think, for College Station, is if you look back on the games they've lost, Lufkin, Magnolia West, those are big play offenses. Mm-hmm. Those are those are home run hitters. Poteet's got Poteet's got home run yes, hitters. They do. Uh, Seth McGowan, Cam <clears throat> Lampkin, they, they got, got they got some sluggers. Yes, and so. This game comes down to whether or not they can keep a cap on the on the. If, if they keep a cap on them and they make Poteet march down the field, College Station is going to win. That's. But if they start giving up 40, 50 yard plays in chunks, they're big time trouble, and we could lose a state champion. Yeah, Poteet's good. Poteet's very comfortable with this game being in the forties. Yeah, they want this game to be up to. It's going to be decided by pace. I think. If, I think you know you can look at this game at halftime, and if it's fourteen to fourteen. You know, somewhere in that neighborhood, you know, this is College, College Station's Station got this game. About that. Yeah, but if this is if this game's twenty eight fourteen, twenty eight twenty one at the half, it's probably not and, the kind of shootout. That, it's not the game they want. And the other thing is, if Poti jumps out early, uh, think about what happened in the Lufkin game with College Station. Lufkin jumped out early and ran away and hid. Yeah, and they got up. I think twenty one nothing in the first quarter. College Station and just it couldn't. Obviously, never felt like. Yeah, it never felt like College Station was coming back. As a result, I think first first half is super important. First quarter is super important. This is a fantastic game. 
really good game. Two good coaches. Cody Groves and Steve Huff. This is a really fun game. Yeah. Um, a great first round matchup. A really good first round matchup. And again, the winner draws Highland Park <laughs> in the second round. Yeah. We could have a we could have a matchup of five A defending champs. Yeah. Uh, region next. two and five A division ones. Right up. It's not quite as good as six A division one region three, but it's 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 a really it's good region. region. So I'm taking College Street and Mesquite Petit as my first game. College Station and Mesquite Petit. What is your second pick, Matthew? All right, I am going to go over to East Texas. And five, I'm going to stay 5A, but I'm going to go 5A Division Two. Okay. Uh, Rosenberg Lamar at 7-3, and three, visiting the Marshall Mavericks at 8-2. Super interested in this game, uh, mainly because I think Maverick Stadium and Marshall is going to be rocking. I, I think they're fired oh, up. They, man, Claude Mathis has got, got Marshall on fire right now. The defense for Marshall has, late in the season, um, defensive coordinator Jerry Poth and that staff have done a great job at Marshall getting that defense to, to up up to speed. Uh, late, late in the season, they've been really, really dominant. And we know Marshall can score points. J.J. Green in that offense, uh, they can move the football. Mm-hmm. And this is a really difficult road trip. First off, hats off to Rick LaFavors and Rosenberg Lamar. Yeah. Great season for them. Seven and three on the year in a tough district getting into the playoffs. Yeah, uh, they grind real, they grind it to get in. Yeah. Real real breakout for them. Um and, and, and their style, they're they're a grind it kind of they they, they want to slow the game down and, and try to control the tempo. And they're gonna have to do it on the because this is a number one, this is a long road trip and it's not an easy road trip. I mean, you're going Rosenberg Lamar is on the southwest side of Houston. So they're going to have to go up 59 all the way through Houston, up through East Texas into Marshall. Mm-hmm. That is a long road trip, a difficult road trip on back roads. Uh, it's going to be tough for them to go into Marshall and, and get out of here with a win in what I think is going to be one of the more hostile environments that these kids have ever seen. This is going to be, you know, the, the thing I'll say about Lamar Consolidated is that I think that they've played a couple of games similar to what they're going to see. They've played a Consolidated. They've played Huntsville. And they played them close. Yeah. They lost to... Console by six, and they lost to uh, um, Huntsville by seven. Yep. And to me, this is another game where you got to get that running game going. Yeah, um, the running game and defense travels, and if they, it, it, they and Lamar has shown that on the road they've kept games competitive because they've kept the game close to the vest and, and controlled the ball with their running game. What kind of offense is consolidated? Does Lamar run? It's, Look, they're 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 they're, they're grinded out team. They're, but they're, they're they base out of the spread most of the time. But they're they're a team that likes to run the ball. They're they're physical. They're not going to hit you with big plays over the top. They're going to try to. Uh, you know they're a power spread team basically. Yeah, let's see. They yeah they list themselves as um, yeah power spread. Uh, I mean, man, what a job Rick Lefevre has done yeah. down there, man. I mean, yeah. this this is a guy. He's he's in his fourth year there. He came in to this year to this season in three seasons. They had four wins. Yeah. Now they're seven and three in the playoffs. In the playoffs, what a remarkable job yeah. Rick Lefevre has done. Now can he go on the road? The other thing I'll say about this. <clears throat> Marshall's another example of a team that, fair or not, when the playoffs have rolled around and when the lights have gotten brightest, they do not have the greatest reputation. Not recently. Sho- uh, not, not recently. Not recently. Of sure. showing up yeah. and doing their part. This is a this is a big prove it game for them. I think, especially at home. I mean, everything's leaning in their favor here. They're yes. at home. Uh, you know, Marshall's two losses this year are to Longview and mm, uh, Car- yeah. Carthage. Carthage. Who are combined twenty and that seems so, pretty good. Yeah, so uh, real tough test for Lamar. Long road trip, hostile environment. Be real interested to see uh, how this one turns out. I'm keeping I'm keeping an eye on this one Friday night. Uh, an excellent pick. I like that a lot. All right, I'm going to dip down to four A. Uh, I'm going to dip down to four A. As I mentioned, six A and five A um, is 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 going to be where the majority of the great games are this week. And that's nothing against um, the team. It's just the way that these brackets end up working out. Uh, but I think there's a really fun 4A game in 4A Division One, uh, going to Region One. Springtown and Hereford. Oh yeah. Uh, this game going on seven o'clock in Snyder, uh, and this is a game that uh, if you are a football fan who enjoys a very cert specific kind of football, this is heaven for you. If you miss the days. Of the bell cow running back. <laughs> if you miss the days of it's that star running back against that star running back, my friends, I have great news for you. Because this game is going to be 
all about that. Two exceptional running backs. Absolutely. Seth Dixon for Hereford has been great. Um, he's been carrying that team since Dodge Delosier went out. He really him. has. That, like, when he's because he's been nicked up all year long, and um, he got hurt a little bit early. He missed some games in the middle of the season. He came back, and then I think he got, he got hurt again. Yeah, he's not a hundred percent right now. No, he's sure, not. But he's, and so they've turned to Seth. Out, they've, yeah. they've turned to Seth Dixon and say, "Carry us," and he has. He's been great. And then on the other side, is Cameron Rickett, the running back for Springtown. <clears throat> and what more can you say about him? He's our, been unreal. Uh, uh, Max and Ish went out and saw uh, when Hershey played Springtown. Yep, and. It's real easy, and, and they came away, obviously, coming away with our funky president, Mark Way Foster, and saying, oh, my gosh, this kid's incredible. But in that same breath, they're like, and Cameron Rickett, this guy. This guy's incredible. Two great running backs. Question's going to be on defense, where I think Springtown probably has a slight edge. And I think Springtown's a little more dynamic. That, that Springtown has the ability to still other weapons aside from Rickett. They can right. make. I think Hereford right now is almost 100% reliant on Dixon. Yeah, and that's part of the, that's part of the problem. Part of why I'm taking Springtown in this one. But really fun game, and again, yeah. it's just like it's an old-school football game that two teams that are going to r- line it up and run it at each other. And Brian Hewlett, he's you know from that part of the world. Yeah, he's, he he's, he's a Spring Lake Earth guy, so he's very familiar with Hereford and what the uh, herd bring to the table. So um, I think this will be a really interesting and, test. And I think you tweeted it last night. Best mascot matchup? Ooh, it's pretty good. I mean, you got the porcupines. Now, Hereford has goes by two names. Their their official name is the White Faces, mm-hmm. which I think is a it's a type of cow. It's, it's a Hereford a, cow. It's a, cow. It's a Hereford cow. It's a Hereford which, cow. Which, if you've ever been to Hereford, uh, there are lots of cows. Yeah, um, it's on and brand. You, and, and I've seen Hereford play, and they have a big giant cow they bring to the games. Yes. <clears throat> it's a big, big dumb. <laughs> Which not dumb as far as like not smart. But no, it's, it's a big it's, dumb cow. It's a big dumb cow that they bring out to the games, which I love it. Yep, and it says hostile herd on there. They're also called the herd, the herd. by the way. So I think their helmet logo is HH. So yeah, you could have white faces or herd, but we, we'll we'll go porcupines versus white faces. Speaking here. of speaking of helmets, um, there is no there there is no more underrated appreciated hero than Brian Hewlett for bringing back. The qu- p- for putting the quills on the on the porcupine. Oh, yeah. on the, on he's the, the hero we, we need. We don't deserve, but we need. We need. He is. He yes. is. It's amazing. So anyway, Coach really, Hewlett, exci- we love you. <laughs> really excited about Springtown and Hereford. That'll be a fun matchup. What is your third pick, Matthew? I'm going to stay out in this part of the state yeah. uh, and go with our visit Midland game of the week in ah. Class Four A as seven and three Lubbock Estacado visits eight and two Fort Stockton. Uh, Thursday night. It's tomorrow night at Grande. I'll tell you what, you don't get a lot of seven and three versus eight and two small school matchups in the first round. Really good matchup of two two teams. I'll tell you what, Mike Peters, the job that he's done at Fort Stockton has been super underrated. They finished eight. Their only two losses are to Snyder and Greenwood, Greenwood on the year. Really, really underrated job that he's done there. Um, I think he's calling the offense now as well. And the, the Panthers. I mean, we most people picked them fifth. Mm-hmm. Some in some polls, I saw them pick sixth in the district, and they they finished third in a tough district. So, uh, great year for the Panthers. Estacado, first year head coach Joe Cluley, done a great job there. They're seven and three. Um, they're smarting a little bit though. That, that they they yeah. blew. That they they feel like they left one on the table last week and that lost to Leveland, uh, blowing that twenty to six uh, first half lead against the Lobos. Uh, by the way, let me pull up that bracket. Um, that's a super consequential loss um, because I really do think uh, that bottom half, if you start looking, if you start that's, asking that's what's, the, what's the dirty side yeah. of the bracket, the bottom side of Region 1 and 4 Division 2, because after this, they're probably getting Graham. Yes. That a, is a, a Graham team that is arrow is pointed up. They, a resurgent Graham team. If yeah. you buried them long ago after that slow start, you need to go reconsider. Uh, the only thing I have for Graham, and part of it is that we had Graham superfan Brent Homan in. We were talking about it. Was he giving away all the secrets? So Graham is, as you well know, uh, a team almost entirely comprised of sophomores. And they are super young. It's super-duper-duper young, which is why they started off slow, probably why they're peaking at the right time. But um, you wonder, to quote the great Ron Washington, you never know what them booty holes going to do. Especially young young kids and that their first real playoff experience. Now Graham will have they'll – get, they'll get to uh, – Ease into it a little bit with I think a very winnable first round. Godly, game. yeah. But the second round. To your I mean, point, I mean, that, this game is going to be a that test. Lo- that that Estacado loss, or Estacado's loss, like they could be seeing Monahans this week. Monahans, not a bad team, but uh, Loveland's going to be favored yes. in that one. 
Um, but then up there, I mean, it's Iowa Park and Hillsboro, both teams that are kind of fine. You yeah. know what I mean? And then you're probably seeing Midland Greenwood as opposed to Glen Rose. Yes. I mean, that's a super consequential yeah, the loss. The bottom side of the bracket's much tougher. And so, yeah, and so, you know, we kind of glossed over week 11, but, like, that's a that's one of those games that has those ripple effects that suddenly, if you're a Staccato, you're going to have to earn it out of this. Yes, and yeah. so this is a huge, huge game. And I think you're right. I think Fort Stockton's got a great shot in this game. They do. Fort Stockton's going to want to kind of control the tempo. Estacado's offense has been very feast or famine. Mm-hmm. When they're rolling good, they're they're making big plays. They're having fun. They're they're putting points up. But then they'll 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 go through these droughts. And it happened last week. They were shut out in the second half against Leveland. So mm-hmm. they'll go through some of these droughts. I think Fort Stockton's a little more consistent. And the key the key for them is uh, quarterback Nick Johnson. Last, Nick Johnson's been doing it on the ground a lot for Fort Stockton this year, but last week he threw for over 200 yards and three touchdowns. If he's able to give Fort Stockton a little bit of a threat in the passing game, I think they, the Panthers have, have the ability to pull the upset here. They, I, think, I think you're right. This is a, a terrific game. I think a game uh, to certainly keep your eye on. Okay. So, I teased earlier that I think that there are two defending state champions that are on – on in the danger zone this week. Ooh, okay. okay. College Station is one of them against Mesquite Petite. I'm going to take the second one here. Let's go. Where is this game? Where is this game? <coughs> this game is Saturday at Waco ISD Stadium. You know who's going to be there, right? Is it Matthew Stepp? That's my Saturday game. Yeah. One, Grand one View, of my Saturday games. Grandview and Rockdale. Rockdale, of course, the defending state champs. Uh, a team that uh, another eight and two seven and three matchup. Uh, a team in Rockdale that I think is going through a bit of an identity crisis, uh, and and kind of have tried to sort out throughout the year exactly what they are. Um, and and really the story for them is for I mean first of all they played a very tough schedule. I mean they've lost their losses are to Giddings uh, by one to Troy, a good Troy team uh, on the road by four. Uh, and then they lost to Cambernio in the Battle of the Bell. So they are a team that I think is certainly, you know, certainly capable of turning it on. We saw we saw it happen last year. In fact, if I remember correctly, did they enter the playoffs with a seven and three record last year? Yeah, yeah, they were. But they're, I think they're seven and three last year. They they lost. I mean, most of their losses were in non-district yeah. last year. And so. then, but then the other thing is that they, if I remember correctly, they had a really tough first round matchup last year too. Yeah, it was Malakoff. Malakoff. It was Mal- and we were talking about okay, the winner of Malakoff Rockdale can make a run. So this year the challenge is Grandview, and Grandview is a very, very dangerous team. I think is a Grandview team uh, that can score in a hurry, and they've got big time weapons all over the field. A team that I think you, if you are not familiar with what the Zebras have been putting together, uh, this team is really dangerous. Uh, you know, Coach Brad Davis. You know, in the, in his in his second year after making a run, uh, you know, last year to kind of thought last year was their year. They lost in the regional final yeah. to Kemp, I think. Yeah, uh, but after they had beaten Kemp pretty bad in the regular. But the question for them was the question for them was going to be defensively, right? They only brought brought back one starter. Yes, but the offense, Tremaine Gulat, their their running back uh, has been great. Austin Boyd. Uh, you know, this has been a team that has really stepped up, and the defense has done its part. Defense is giving up fourteen points per game. Um, a team, that defense has been the key. It really yeah. has been. Um, that you know that was our big question. And by the way, their two losses they lost in the opener to Glen Rose, unbeaten, unbeaten for a Glen Rose. I think it was a cl- was it a close game? Or yeah, Glen Rose. Beat uh, they beat uh, by twenty two, fifty two thirty, and then they lost um, their district opener uh, to West in overtime. That's it by one. Every other that's a game, good district. That's yeah. a really good district. Yeah, Whitney Teague, they Grossbeck, McGregor. They a good smothered district. McGregor. Uh, fifty-five nothing. I think this Grandview team's legit, and I think we're gonna lose. I think we're losing Rockdale this week. I think. This I think. A, Gra- I think Grandview is yeah. dangerous. It's a very good. Yeah, it's, it's a great first round matchup. In, Excellent in 3A, first round so, matchup, which is why I picked it. If you're in Waco, uh, I'll be in Waco Saturday afternoon, one o'clock for this one. So that's my third pick. What's your fourth pick, Matthew? I'm staying in three A. Uh-huh. I'm going with a Division two matchup Ooh. in Region two. Uh, Nine and one holiday. Taking on eight and two Dublin in Graham at Newton Field, uh, another you know two teams with a combined seventeen and three record playing in the first round of the playoffs. Got to talk about this one. And how about Frank Johnson's squad? 
the Eagles, after that loss to Gunner, uh, which I believe Max and Ish were at that game, last four games they've allowed a total of 25 points. Their defense has been great all year, and they're playing their best football at the right time. Back-to-back shutouts going into the playoffs, and they're going to need that defense this week. That, that doubling offense led by Kai Wing is, is super, super explosive. But, so it's CY, but it's Kai. Correct. Okay. Yes. It's not Cy. Not yeah. Cy Young. Yeah, Kai Wing. Okay. Um, Coach Cervetto has uh, educated I think on. this. I think you're exactly right. And you wanted to, I mean. <sighs> now, Dublin. If, 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 if I ever, <laughs> if I ever need a way to prove to people that every game matters, go back to that Gunner Holiday game. And um, where Gunner came out and they, they dominated them. I mean, I think they were undis- undisputedly the better team. And now, as a result, Holiday, because of that one loss, yeah. they have to run through Dublin and then probably Clifton and mm-hmm. then probably Buffalo. Yeah, very tough for other. Okay. And then at that point, they're probably they're Gunner like. Gunner or Lexington. <laughs> Gunner or Lexington. Yeah, yeah. And I know Lexington, or I know Gunner fan, uh, f- folks are not exactly thrilled at the prospect of seeing Lexington in the second round. Lexington's got to get by Palmer. And Palmer's not bad. No, Palmer's, but, Palmer's underrated. Palmer's underrated. But um, at the same time, that's the side of the bracket you want to be yeah. on. And Dublin, they've got the 8 and 2 record, but, but this is a team that's. That's kind of I don't want to say lost their way, but they're 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 struggling a little bit right now. Yeah, they started the season seven and zero, and we're winning close game after close game. I think in their, in their, in, at the beginning of the season, Coach Savetto's squad they went seven and zero, and they had two wins by one point, and then a six and a six point win out of their first seven. They were we were winning close games and, and and escaping a lot of the time, and then it finally kind of their luck ran out. They lost back to back games over Jacksboro and Comanche. And then they ended the season with, guess what, another one-point win over, over Millsap. Yeah. Uh, so this is a Dublin team that, that's got – they're 8-2, but four of their eight wins are by six points or less. So, yeah. Um, the, the, the Lions want to get this game into a shootout. I think Holiday's going to want to kind of keep the game low scoring, grind it out, and rely on that defense to win this game. But it's a really fascinating matchup because I want to see if Dublin can kind of get things turned around because they're struggling right now. Yeah, they really are. Um, I think it's a great pick. I like that. I like that pick a lot. All right, a few different places I can go here. Um, yeah, I'm gonna bounce back up to six A real quick. Okay, and I'm gonna talk about uh, two teams that I think are um, trending in different directions. Let's go to. Let me make sure I got this right. Let's go to beautiful Wilson Stadium in scenic. Crime-free Flower Mound, Texas. Oh yes, I was just where there Friday night. The Flower Mound Jaguars will welcome in Denton Geyer, and for Flower Mound, it's all sunshine and daffodils. Um, what Brian, what Brian Basil has done there, remarkable, job. man. That's such a good. That's such an incredible coaching job. And this is Flower a, Mound was no. struggling when he got there. yes. This is a this is a program that looked like not just bad but also like directionless. It did not look good. It, it looked you, like okay. You know who, who's Flower Mound now? That that Plano West is yes. now Flower. Flower Mound was where Plano West was two three years yes. ago. Um, their two losses are the opener to Keller Fossil Ridge, uh, and then they lost at Prosper. Fossil Ridge is an odd team, aren't they? They have wins over Flower Mound and Hebron, didn't they? The the two most baffling teams in the state, I maintain. Keller Fossil Ridge, Waco Connolly. Those yeah. are the two. <laughs> Weird. Uh, I have no idea. Uh, this is a Flower Mound team that's an undefeated district champ. Um, they kind of rolled through district, And too, they man. did they through were... a good district. Yeah. Uh, this junior quarterback, Blake Short, has been great. Uh, it's all juniors, by the way. Pierce Hudgens, their running back, has yeah. been excellent. This team is loaded. And they're bought in. Like I was talk you know, I was in Flower Mount at Marcus and I talked to Coach Atkinson at Marcus about Flower Mount and he said that the key the key for Flower Mount is is just there is complete and total buy in from their kids and everybody is just they're just super fired up because they that thing is turned around completely. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. It's like I go back let me let me put it in like a like a context. You living in Flower Mound, you probably hear the same thing. In, sure, you know, sure, sure. But, town. but the other thing is that like you think about like the context of like Put in the context of, like, uh, go back to when the Rangers were really, really bad and they won the pennant in 2010. It's like 
everyone gets on board and everyone, like, there's this feeling around a team that hasn't been good for a while that you're just like, why not us? Yeah. Why not us? And so now they host Denton Geyer. And Geyer is another absolutely baffling team. Yeah, yeah. Okay? This is the same team that um, went to um, South Lake Carroll and took them, had them on the ropes. Yeah. And... And, and, and gave them their toughest game all year long. It's also the same team that didn't score a point in their first two games of the year. They have run so hot and cold. Now, now to be fair, their first two games of the year uh, were Alito and Cedar Hill. Both pretty, pretty darn good teams. So let's give them a little bit of credit there. But, like, some of their losses have been flat-out baffling. We talked a lot about Byron Nelson in our fun fact. There is no reason... They should have lost 35-21 to Byron Nelson. Yeah, that's. I'm sorry. All due respect to them, there's there's not. Um, and then they 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 call up the 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 finisher against the, Fossil Ridge. Against Fossil Ridge. And I just like I don't know who this team is. We should have went to the Guy Fossil Ridge game last Thursday with just a big giant question mark. It so really is. It's just, just like kind of walked the, around the like, track who are these stadium teams? and just kind of because I do mark. think there's talent there. Um, I oh, yeah, don't. Ton of talent. I don't know if Kadrick Cobbs, their running back, is right. Yeah, I think that's that. That's key. Uh, they're 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 really relying on their sophomore quarterback Eli Stowers, who's really talented. But I, they it's need Cobbs. They need Cobbs, and if Cobbs isn't right, that completely changes the dynamic of that guy at offense. But here's the thing: is that <coughs> here's one program with a ton of big game experience. Oh yeah, in Denton Geyer, and here's another program in Flower Mound. Almost no big game experience. I'd say none. None. Other, other than their district games this year. So if you look at it from a – if you look on paper, I think Flower Mound's your favorite. I think if you look by pedigree – Intangibles. Intangibles, Geyer's your favorite. That's what makes this game so interesting. Yeah. This game's going on in Flower Mound Wilson Stadium, uh, 7 o'clock Friday night uh, in beautiful Flower Mound, Texas. Crime-free Flower Mound, Texas. I think this is also – you talking about Flower Mound next year. That, uh-huh. That's a team that's going to be – they're going to start and the year ranked. They're going to start the year ranked. They're going to so. be really, really dangerous. And this so. is kind of—I think this is a Flower Mound team that this year is going to be a precursor to next year. Where if Flower Mound this year can go two, three rounds deep, I think there's legitimate talk next year of being a regional contender. Oh yeah. I think if they go one and done, they're ranked, but they're probably ranked in the twenty to twenty-five range, that kind of thing. Where we think, oh, this is a team that could go two or three deep. But I think it, this this year's run could potentially prepare them for what they hope is a special run next By year. By the way, you take a look at Region 1, the bottom half of that bracket, in 6A Division six A Division 2. First of all, 6A Division 2 Region 1 is... There's a couple of headliners, but like it's, it's not yeah. super-duper deep. Cedar Hill and Arlington are the two headliners. But, but like, here's the thing. You win this game, you're probably get You're going to Lake Ridge, Lake Ridge or Lake Highlands next week. Now, Lake Highlands is a, is, is a sleeper. If, they, if their quarterback's healthy, they're dangerous. If their quarterback's sleeper. So Lake Ridge is wounded. Chandler Rogers is out for the year. And so that's a winnable second-round second, second round game. Yes. Then suddenly you're probably getting Arlington in a regional semifinal. And who knows? Who knows how match, you know, styles make fights. Yeah. Who knows how that works out? But what I'm saying is that there's a lot on the line here. There's a potential spot in a regional semifinal on the line here. Absolutely. So I like uh, Flower Mountain Tent What is your fifth and final pick, Matthew? Going down to Class 2A, and I'm going way down south to Three Rivers, where unbeaten and state-ranked Woodsboro uh-huh. takes on 7-3 and three Charlotte in a good first-round matchup. Charlotte's been one of the surprise stories in South Texas this really year. Have. Um, really struggled the past few years, and, and the Trojans – I mean, they struggled a little bit in district. <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry, I'm a little under the weather. It's okay. Uh, my you apologies. went to Canada. I went to Canada, and the weather hates me. Picked up a super bug. Yes. Um, sorry, I will try to make out with you and get you sick, Greg. Thanks. All right. Uh, Charlotte, 7-3 uh, and three on the year. Got off to a, a, a red-hot start. They were 6-0, and oh, I believe, at one point. But and as district started, things have gotten a little bit tougher. And now they're facing a Woodsboro team that I think – uh, folks aren't talking enough about as, as a regional contender. All the talk in Region 4 is going to be with uh, Falls City and Burton. Huh. Keep an eye on this Woodsboro Eagles team. This, yeah. this is a squad that's 10-0 and and been a dominating 10-0 and all year. Yeah. Um, so super intrigued in this one. Charlotte's going to want to – they're going to want to slow the game down, shorten the game with, the, with their running attack, and, and try to contain – Woodsboro's got a big receiver whose name escapes me right now, but he's a real matchup problem for Charlotte. Charlotte's going to try to keep the ball away from that Woodsboro offense 
and and try to uh, just make this game kind of a, a, a ugly ugly slugfest. Yeah. Whereas I think Woodsboro is going to want to up the tempo and, and get things rolling. And I think if the Eagles can do that, they're they're going to pull away and get get a big win. But I, I'm more interested in Woodsboro as far as down the road. If if this is a precursor to them in a third round matchup with Fall City. Yes, I think you're right. And and to me, this is about Woodsboro. I think you could. I think there is a reasonable argument to say Woodsboro is a product of a pretty soft district. I think there's. I think there's a. I think there's a. Yeah. There, that's fair to say. Yes, we're in the trust tree. I'm telling you honestly. Uh, I think they're legit. But they've got to prove it. They've got to prove it outside the bounds of that region. And Charlotte is a product of a, of a of tough a district. brutal district. So that's a, it's, it's, they're a fourth-place team from a tough district yeah. going against an undefeated district champion from a softer district. So which one kind of wins out here? Exactly. I like that a lot. Okay. My fifth and final pick, that's 2AD1, right? Uh, D2. D2. I'm going to stay in 2AD2. And let's talk about... What region is this? Let me make sure I get this right. I don't wanna I don't wanna talk out of my butt. This is in region two, I believe. Yeah, region two. The very, very, very bottom of region two. Let's talk about Wheeler and Archer City. Ooh, I, I was looking at this game. I, I was considering <laughs> it. Shad Hanna and Archer Can City. Can we talk about Coach job. of the Year Shad Hanna? He's done a great job. That's unbelievable. they are in the playoffs for the first time since twenty ten. Uh Eight two. Eight right. two rolling, yeah. and their the defense has been awesome. It's been great. Colton Knobloch has been the the leader of this defense. He's also their big offensive lineman too. That leads this kind of grinded out running game. Um, this is a terrific, terrific Archer City team, and uh, a time you know in a, a, a year that uh, they have you know they've been waiting for. They've been waiting for this kind of year, and and it's it's fun to see them break through. They're now drawing a team in Wheeler. Good Wheeler team. Really good Wheeler team coming out of a very tough district. Remember, this is the Wellington district. Uh, I mean, the four teams out of that district that made the play, uh, out of five uh, 2A Division two: Wellington, Wheeler, Quana, and Memphis. That is a nice it's a good teams. group of squads. Yeah, good, good um, group. This, I think this has a chance to be a really low-scoring game. Yeah, I'm interested to see how beat up. Cause Wheeler took on Wellington last week uh-huh. and took it on the chin as... We, which we kind of expected. Most well, people, most people a, who run into the Skyrockets. But I think, is this one of those things where one loss beats you twice? Because now how beat up is Wheeler going? Because Wellington is so physical for yes. a 2A Division two team. How 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 quickly is Wheeler going to... Is that a Thursday or Friday game? Friday and Quana. So at least they have the full week. But it's going to be tough for Wheeler to bounce back against... They're not bouncing back against a, a soft team. No. Here. Archer City is really, really good. And you just wonder if the hangover effect and, and how beat up Wheeler is going into this game. The guy to know for, for Wheeler is Gustavo Andrade, their quarterback, who's really started to, to lift off yeah. recently. You know, the, I saw Wheeler last year in the, on that Thanksgiving night against Hamlin, and Hamlin was, was dominant, but Andrade in the second half, you could see kind of the light bulb flip on, and he really played well in the second half, and he's carried that over into this year. Yeah. You know, I think the, he's going to have to carry them um, against a really good defense. Yes, it's going to be, I think, again, I think this is one of those games where 24 points probably wins it. I think you could see something like 24-17, 24-20. Um, it's going to be a good, good game out there in Kwana, Um And, you know, a team in Archer City that's going to be playing with, you know, with their with their tail on fire. Yeah. I mean, this team's going to come out fired A lot up. of excitement in town. It's going to be a lot of fun. So uh, that is the draft. Uh, Step took tickets at Perlin. Uh, Lamar consolidated in Marshall. <clears throat> Lubbock, Estacado, Fort Stockton, Holiday, Dublin, and Woodsboro. Charlotte, nice. I took College Station, Mesquite, Poteet, Springtown, Hereford, Grandview, Rockdale, Flower Mount, Denton, Guyer, and Wheeler and Archer City. I think we covered every part of the state. <laughs> I think you're right. Out. Except for El Paso. Um, Midland and Franklin is interesting. I think Franklin's going to be Midland. Yeah, I think, I, think, I think El Paso Franklin's the favorite over Midland. Yeah. And I think America's and Midland Leagues going to be interesting. Thanks, hey, America's went to Amarillo and hung with Tascosa. They did. Aaron Dumas. So there's yeah. some good games in El Paso this week. <laughs> there are. But we do have, uh, for probably two more weeks, we're going to have our hipster game of the week. Um, you can go first or I can go first. It's up to you. I'll let you go first since okay. you, you let me go first. Well, I, I, I'm sorry. I want the toss. <laughs> when I, yeah, thank you. Um, when I talk about hipster games, what I'm looking for, especially in the first round, because I'll be honest, the, the games only get better from here. And as a result, it's gonna be, you're going to be searching kind of uh, around the state for, for games that are good. Other good games that we didn't mention... Court and Cam and Elysian Fields is interesting. Um, 
I think uh, if you go down the Valley, I think Brownsville, Hand, and Westlake East is interesting. That's really interesting, yeah. Um, I think Bernie Champion, Brenham's interesting. A lot of good games around the state, right? Uh, we didn't even mention Sunnyvale Gilmer. No, Gilmer's four and six. you know it's Gilmer's first losing season in twenty three years. Gilmer's four and six. Man, that's but, nuts. But, but brutal, brutal. But they they could beat Sunnyvale. Yeah, you could. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking about picking that one. Uh it's it's a, that's a super interesting game. But a lot of good games around the state. But for my hipster pick, I'm looking for storylines. I'm looking for storylines, and there's a few great storylines around the state. Uh, I love. I've, I've gone on Twitter and I've mentioned how I think that the co- the the greatest combination of all my favorite things is going on in Alpine on Thursday. Oh gosh, it's in Alpine, Texas, San Elizario, which is a sensational jo- a sensational story, uh, going up against um, going up against Andrews flamethrower offense. You at love a flamethrower Sol- offense at Sol Ross on Thursday night. You can eat at Riata before you go there. Um, that's Mount, a, the mountains. The mountains. Everything about that game, I love. Yeah. That's not my hipster. Then pick. Just, uh, so somebody send Tepper a plate every Yeah, please and do. Then, uh, also bring him Alicia's burritos after the game. Oh man, please do. Okay, but that's not the game I'm going for. What I'm going for is uh, the biggest, one of the biggest pedigree disparities in the state. Because there's two that you could go for. One would be if you go West Orange, Stark, and Huntington. Yeah. Um, yeah. West Orange, Stark, and Huntington are uh, Huntington are making their first playoff appearance. Polar opposites. Congratulations yeah. to them. Going up against West Orange, Stark, uh, who I believe is the winningest program. The highest winning percentage. Of all time. Yes. Oh, with a minimum yeah. of 500 games. Um, yes. There's that. I'm going to go Coastal Bend. And let's go to Wildcat Stadium in Corpus Christi. Okay. Where Corpus Christi, Cal Allen will welcome in, making their playoff debut, Far Valley View. Uh, mm-hmm. Valley View has never made the playoffs. No. Uh, they are in for the first time uh, ever at 7-3. They've uh, been playing for 10 years, I think. I think they're close to sounds 10 years right. being open. Uh, they, are, they are making their playoff debut. Uh, is Eli Esquivel still the coach? I believe so. Um, they have, uh, this is a team, by the way, 10 games, 95 points allowed. Very good defense. This defense. is a Very good, tough. good defense. They've got an identity. Their identity is defense. Now, uh, I think Cal Allen will be the best team they have played by a factor of about 30. Yes. Uh, A.J. Brown and Sheenan Price. This is a more. really good team. I'm not saying this is going to be a good game. Cal Allen, the computer. We haven't pulled up any computer stuff. I would I would um, guess before while you're pulling yeah. up, I would say Cal Allen's probably a 28-point favorite. Let's see. Cal Allen favored by twenty nine. Yeah, uh, they are they are big favorites in this one. But if you're into if you are into a blue blood taking on the newest of new bloods, yeah, yeah. this is an interesting game. Uh-huh. I like I like Cal Allen and Far Valley View. I think that it's a fun game, fun storylines, um, and you know a team that Cal Allen, you know Phil Danher's played every team in the state. It seems like, yeah. but he's never played Far Valley View. No, and so uh, again. If you are Cal Allen, uh, it, it's odd, but this is a game in which they probably want to get the score up yeah. because the more you score, the the better you do against. Well, if you're fa- if you're Valley View, you 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 score you go scorched earth here. You go for it on fourth down. Oh, you, you have nothing to lose. Onside kick, you you let it hang. Because here's the thing: if you are if you're Valley View, and you pull off this win, and you like the whole state sits up. This is like for a part of the state in far that. I'm going to be honest. From a sta- has like almost no statewide presence. PSJA and and all that. Like it's just when you talk, when you think about the valley, you don't think about far. No, you um, think about Harlingen, and Westlaco, yes. Edinburgh. Nobody thinks about them. But if Alfonso Esquivel can pull off the upset over the all-time winningest coach over a bona fide title contender in Cal Allen, he's on he's on Texas football today. On Monday. all right, you heard it. You, you heard, heard it here first. There you go. If he does it, then then we're doing it. But an interesting game. Keep an eye on Cal Allen uh, and Valley View. I don't anticipate it'll be a great game, but an interesting storyline. All right, I'm going to stay in the Metroplex for my hipster game. Uh-huh. Uh huh. A local rivalry, uh, an old district rivalry, a local derby. Nine and one Red Oak hosting eight and two Midlothian. Uh, this is these two towns are not far apart from each other. These two programs know each other real well. They played in the same district forever uh, in the in the eighties and nineties and the seventies. They've been in the same. Mm-hmm. District. These two programs know each other really well. Uh, they're split right now. Midlothian's going west. Red Oaks uh, going north into Dallas. Um, 
back in, both of them back in the playoffs for the first time in a long time. Uh, Chris Ross, the job he's done at Red Oak this year. Yeah, we kind of thought we we called it in the beginning. We thought Red Oak was going to be a lot better. We thought that they were going to be that dude could coach. Yes, he's, <laughs> he's turned Red Oak completely yeah. around. Uh, only loss this year is to unbeaten South Oak Cliff. Um, they, both these teams like to run the football. This is going to be a physical, old school because because Midlothian runs the flex bone. Mm-hmm. Um, so Red Oak's more of a traditional running running base team, but. You know, Doug Wendell at Midlothian got the Panthers to a uh, eight and two record. Their only two losses of the year are to Alito and nine and one Burleson Centennial. We team we're not talking about no Burleson Centennial really good. nine and one. And that one loss did they lose to Burleson? Alito. Alito. So we're not Try talking they beat about Burleson. The, the bottom part of of five A Region two Division two is a lot better than you think. With yeah. Frisco, Reedy, Red Oak, Midlothian, Corsicana, and Burleson Centennial, it's actually a better group than you think down at the bottom. This is a good, interesting game. I give the slight edge to Red Oak mainly for home field advantage, but I, I think it's a pick 'em toss up type game. And I, if you're looking for, uh, in the Metroplex, a really good competitive first round game, this might be one to check out. And by the way, um, if you've never been to Goodloe Stadium, it's a really nice facility down there in Red Oak. It's a really nice facility. So if you're looking for a game down there, that's certainly one to consider. Uh, all right, um, my schedule this week, uh, I believe I've just determined there. It's uh, I'm in a weird spot. This is probably I've got I've got Babby on the way, and so this is probably the last football game I can attend until state. Uh, so I got to pick my spots. But in the first round of the playoffs, like inevitably, there's you you have three basically three options. One, I can go and look for just a really competitive game that probably, to be real honest, won't contain. Uh, state championship contenders because those games usually don't happen on Thursday. Correct. Or early, uh, early, in, the early, playoffs. early in playoffs. You can do that. Two, you could go get your eyes on a title contender. That's why I considered going down to Waxahachie mm. to watch Lake uh, Lake Worth and La Vega. All due respect to our friends, the, the Bullfrogs. Uh, great run through, by the way. Great run through. Uh, but La Vega is going to win that game handily in a in a in a big way. But I could see La Vega. The other option, something we've done in the past, is go to a great stadium. That's why Max and I, a couple of years ago, went out to the Mustang Bowl in Sweetwater. Um, not only to great eat, stadium. Not only to eat Big Boy Barbecue, but to also see an iconic high school football stadium. <coughs> bucket this, list. The bucket list. The bucket list. But it also has to be drivable, and it's got to be somewhere that like I could so for example what stinks is that like I'd love to go to the tomato bowl but it's under uh, it's under renovations yeah. if it weren't under renovations that's a haul but I'd think about doing it I thought about going to Gilmer uh, to Trailer Stadium for um, who's playing there on Thursday oh I thought about that for a minute uh, Tatum and uh, West Rusk Tatum Mount Vernon is that Tatum Mount Vernon I'm sorry Tatum Tatum Mount Vernon that's a fun game but I did but in the end I settled on, I'm going to go to one of my favorite stadiums, Mesquite, Mesquite Memorial Beautiful Stadium. Beautiful Mesquite Memorial. And I'm going to check out Van and Athens. And it should be a fun game. should be a good game. A lot of speed yeah. in that game. Um, going to be fun at a beautiful, beautiful stadium. I'm going to be there Thursday. Friday, I'm in the studio. Saturday, I am uh, on college football duty. Are you on college duty, or are you going to be checking out any high school games on uh, online? Oh. Uh, well, online? Oh, yeah, 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 that's all, yeah, uh, yeah. Shouts to our friends Texan Live. Yeah, they, their um, schedule's insane. If you, so. if you are, um, you can watch so, Hitchcock and Goliad Saturday at six. I saw that. And I was I like, mean, you oh. can, dude. I'm gonna lock in on that. Hitchcock Goliad's at six o'clock uh, on Texan Live. Man. So, by the Saturday, way, it, Saturday at six. Here's some free advertising uh, on a on a about a podcast you paid for. Um, the um, Texan Live is is absolutely worth your investment right now. If you're a high school football nut. Uh, because they are, they have now lifted the restriction on. In the, you can stream high school football playoff games live uh, on Friday nights now. And as a result, if you want to watch Katie and Fort Bend Travis, just I'm just saying, keep an eye on that one. I'm not saying Travis is dangerous. I'm, I'm just saying Fort Bend Travis is not is not uh, some. They're not the little sisters of the poor. No, um, Fort Bend Travis has two stud receivers. Yes. They're, they're going to score points. This is it's just uh, just keep it on it. But anyway, you go watch. There's a huge slate of games this week. This is the time again. Uh, not to not to just uh, no. I guess technically a competitor, but I don't know. Uh, go go subscribe to them. We subscribe to them. It's awesome. This is the time of year you want to do that. Um, so that's my. But I'll probably lock into some games yeah, on because I think most of the college games this week are earlier earlier. 
Yeah. There's not a lot of night games. Not a lot of good ones either. So Hitchcock goalie at 6 yeah. o'clock Saturday night? Why a lot, not, right? A lot, a lot. Okay. What's your schedule? Uh, Thursday night, I'll be at the Birdville Fine Arts Complex for I think it's a good good first-round game. Birdville and Boswell. Yeah. Should be a really good first-round matchup there. Uh, Friday good, coach, night, good coaching matchup, too. Friday You're night. You're a fellow I, Canadian. Yes, fellow Canadian job at John Abenshan. Uh, Friday night, I will be in Lancaster to get my eyes on Weebo for the first time. Weebo! As Frisco Wakeland takes on Lancaster. So, get to visit our friends at Lancaster. Good buddy Chris Gilbert. Yes, he will put me in the VIP box to get food. Thanks, Coach <laughs> Gilbert. Appreciate you. Uh, and then Saturday, got a doubleheader Saturday. Uh, I will drive to Waco for the 1 o'clock game at Waco ISD between Grandview and Rockdale. Mm-hmm. And then I will trek east to Lufkin right after that. Man, really? Yeah. Right after that, Lufkin, Saturday night in Lufkin, 7.30, Garrison and Groveton. Ooh. Uh, interesting local rivalry. Garrison's I'm interested in Garrison. We had Larry Prince on Texas football today not too long ago, and, and we're excited about Garrison and haven't been out to Lufkin in a while. So it's, it's, a, it's a tough drive, but uh, you know, it should be two and a half hours. I should be able to get from Waco to Lufkin, so it uh, should be a lot of fun Saturday. That's, that's half the fun of the, football, of the playoffs is those Saturday road trips. Yeah, that's why this baby's really cramping my style. <sighs> I know. You know, Sub-Zero is just going to have to... Sub-Zero Tepper is really... Yeah. Anyway, uh, that's going to do it for us. That is our uh, by-district preview. Uh, thank you for being a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. We love you very uh, much. We love you very much. TexasFootball.com slash playoffs. Uh, yes, for all the brackets. Uh, we'll be updating. We, you know, we basically don't stop working uh, this time of year. So, uh, thank you for being a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider, and thank you for listening. And Step, thank you for your courage. Thank you. We'll see you next week. Have a good day.